Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you borrow the ball? Like I said, you will find out in this podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a very specific category that we've dreamt up. Uh, but we didn't really dream up this week's because, of course, uh, this week we're looking for the best game that reminds you of Christmas. Uh, a really wholesome topic, so we're not going to do anything mean. Uh, and, of course, what most of us associate with Christmas is togetherness, uh, sharing your table with friends and family. So in that spirit, we've invited a number of special guests onto the show this week to celebrate with us. We have uh, a number of pre-recorded pitches for this topic from a bunch of the games industry's best and brightest. <laughs> very low bar clear uh, and uh, I haven't listened to them because uh, I want to experience the magic in real time along with editor-in-chief Tom Ory. Hello it's good it's a good uh, Christmas special this one. Yeah it's like it's uh, we've. Did, uh, did we have a Christmas jingle or not at the beginning? Did, did no. Have, no. Okay good. No I, I haven't got time Tom. Never mind. <laughs> I might like I might I might fade in some jingle bells like over the existing Just jingle. like E seventeen did with their song. Just put in <laughs> throw in some like Christmas chimes and you're done. Christmas yeah, yeah. song. Then. We'll just do that. That, that, is, be, that is all that's required. They'll be they'll be massively out of time, but I think that'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> um Okay, uh, associate editor Alex Donaldson, who you just heard there. Hello. How are you doing? Uh yeah. and uh guide's editor James Billcliffe, who Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, we're glad you're here as well, uh, especially after you successfully changed how this podcast is played. Yeah, it, it's the first time I've been on, but I, I feel like I have to, I've got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely, like, there's definitely been a Bill Cliff shaped shadow over the previous few episodes which you haven't been on. Yeah, uh, and, and I do uh, listen to, I listen to all of the episodes and it is uh, extremely <laughs> weird to have a podcast about you on the internet. I'm tell- I'll tell you that as much. um and it was uh i would say it was you were largely responsible for connor's win last week uh because you have influenced how everyone else plays the game well not everyone because donaldson is still just playing the game as donaldson because uh i mean you know he was already winning so uh but everyone else has sort of gone oh better better start uh Better start putting together some some very harrowing stories because apparently that's what Jim <laughs> likes to hear. Um, and we are also joined, uh, well, we should be joined by pro wrestler and unstoppable content machine Simon Miller, who hasn't he's logged actually, in yet. But he's we'll, meant uh, to be actually on this. Not just he's not just giving us a, a choice and pissing off like the others. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. actually coming on. Yeah, he is logging in eventually. We just, <clears throat> I mean, he's a busy guy. I mean, I don't. Have you actually texted him, Tom? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay, it's right, fine. fine. Uh, okay, so the like, best game that reminds you of Christmas, and I first want to go to uh, James because James's choice is a personal favorite of mine. I'm not sure how Christmassy it is. How does he know? Definitely how does he know this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I want to address the reputation like straight off. I think. <laughs> If you think back to, to to when I ruined the podcast, that I uh, I said that because if you if you think back, Tom told that enchanting story about ignoring his own family in the street, and what I actually said was that I was ignoring my family too, and I don't actually workshop <laughs> my choices. It was that my wife was trying to get me to workshop the choices, and I was ignoring her. So 
I feel like even though I have ruined the podcast by making it a hyper-competitive metagame, I didn't even try. This is blowing blow my mind. What? So it's all been a fiction, the whole it, thing? It, 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 yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So it's um, what? So it's so it's your wife's fault, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Okay. So so yeah, you can you can make the podcast about her and not me instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but yeah, so to 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 slam this podcast back onto onto the rails, I'll uh, I'll talk about a a game that actually for me is extremely Christmassy and absolutely viscerally reminds me of of Christmas and that that time of the year when the evenings get really dark and you're walking around at 3 p.m. with the lamps on and all of that sort of the stuff lamps. and it's cold. What? Do you not have table lamps? Do you, do you, you carry you around, around a little, big light on when it's dark? Carrying around a little torch around, like bloody... What's feeling really cozy then until you interrupted Tom? Let him finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you walk around with a big light on when it's dark. My, it's I do, madness. I do, yeah. The big light's always on when it's dark because otherwise it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Too bright. Anyway... So yeah, I chose a. I decided to eschew all of the monkey business, none of the funny stuff. I've just come to play with a with a great game that really, really reminds me of Christmas because I was one of those kids that was never allowed eighteen rated games when I was a kid. Um, uh, so I, I have no particular affection for like Grand Theft Auto because I never played it, wasn't allowed, all of that sort of stuff. And I'd, uh, but. I was really into games all the same, and I'd gotten a PS3 uh, at launch, and one of the best launch games for PS3 was obviously the greatest game of all time, The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, my God. So I, I was obviously really excited when... I just, uh... So <laughs> I was obviously really excited when the next kind of Bethesda uh, game came out, and that was my choice for today, Fallout 3. Right. Lovely. I think you've blown but, it. I think you should have just pretended it was Oblivion. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I, I, I really like Fallout Three, and it's a good um, and it's a good chase, and I've got a good case. But save Oblivion for later. Save the big guns. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, Fallout Three came out. I was extremely excited, but it was an absolute disaster because it's 18 rated game. I'm not allowed it. It came out when I was about like 14, 15, or whatever. And so the the months leading up to, uh, I think it came out in October. Uh, and then the the months leading up to uh, Christmas just became a, a, a months-long crusade to convince my dad to let me have Fallout 3 for Christmas. And I was, I was watching Let's Plays, but only like the first hour or so because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. I was so excited. I, I, I wanted a little taste of the world, but I didn't want to ruin it. Uh, and I was just, I was researching the Peggy rating, the BBFC, all of that stuff. <laughs> Why is this an 18? Or how can I convince my dad to let me have this? And um, I eventually said, because I think the, I think it said something like extreme violence. And um, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I managed to eventually convince my dad that the only reason that it was an 18 was that you could eat people with a cannibal perk. <laughs> and for some reason that was okay. That was it. That's all he needed. To uh, be yeah. I'm just I'm just looking it up. Um violence may be strong but may not dwell on the infliction of pain or injury. In Fallout 3, however, players are encouraged to use a targeting system that allows them to pause the action. Oh. It's all about that. It's all about that. Mm. Right, I didn't um, know that. I I, I thought on, when I was thinking about it, when I was when I chose it, I was thinking it was probably because you could get addicted to drugs and injectables and stuff like that, but mm. maybe it is about popping heads, but 
Um, it's a very violent game, right? Yeah, it is, it is a violent game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the run up to Christmas, um, the uh, I, I remember watching these let's plays and trying to convince my dad, and then it's one of those moments that I can really vividly remember opening it on Christmas and then just digging straight into it and loving all of the wow. all the great side quests in the world with the the talking tree, working yeah. out which yeah. guy was the android on the on the boat city and all of that stuff, and obviously. The elephant in the room, like you said, is that Oblivion is is a brilliant game, and New Vegas is probably the better kind of storytelling game from in terms of its main quest. But I feel like Fallout Three really had such an incredible sense of of place and setting in that like Washington D.C. capital wasteland thing mm. with all of the all of the landmarks and Three Dog on the radio, just that kind of iconic performance that everybody remembers, and all of the the Easter eggs where you could find and meet the characters from the radio plays that you were listening to while you were just uh, going around and discovering all of this stuff. And um, it, it's one of my favorite games. It really reminds me of, uh, as I say, every single year when the nights start to get dark and everything starts to, uh, the the tree tree lights are twinkling and all of that sort of stuff. It just reminds me of of exploring this amazing open world. And it was it was one of my, my first experiences with that kind of genre after getting really, really into it with Oblivion, and uh, I just love it. Good, Wonderful. Yeah. That's it's, good yeah, it's uh, it's made me feel very old once again. I uh, saw this at Gamescom. Yeah, saw it yeah. at pre release in Gamescom, so I was not fourteen. I, I definitely time. already had one child when Fallout Four, Fallout Three came out. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's such a such a wonderful game. And you know what? I think it, it, you mentioned New Vegas. Um, which has kind of overshadowed it uh, since, because uh, it's a lot of well, you know, it, it is like uh, for a lot of people, it is like, well, that's my, it's it's the better game, but actually, I'm not sure it is. I think it has, it does a lot of different, and you can argue more interesting things with the branching quests and everything like that. But I think Fallout Three has just got a much more interesting world, and yeah. Um, it's uh, the, the hook at the start with like you know Liam Neeson's your dad and you go looking for him and like it's just got a tighter main quest and and uh, the, there are a lot of things about it that are just way more memorable like that opening in the vault where you you yeah. live your life in the vault with the you start off as a baby and then you you have that birthday party and you get the sweet roll gag from Morrowind and all that <laughs> like the, the, the Fallout Three is so much more iconic than new vegas as good as new vegas is uh so yeah. i i don't really subscribe to the idea that it's that it's better i think it's just the suits game um, was this the first violent game you ever played then no i think you you're all very lucky that i chose fallout 3 there were more lies there were more lies before this no you you're very lucky that i chose fallout 3 because i also have legitimate access in this category to shadow the hedgehog mm. which is also <laughs> a, that's a key oh, come off it <laughs> He's murdering people left, right, and center in that game. Yeah. What, He's rating, guns. Was, what, what He's rating was people. that? It must uh, can't be more than a twelve, surely. I, no, I do. I, it was a twelve. Um, I do, yeah, I think it was probably one of <laughs> the. Going, you're going to school, um, like picking up to your mates. You got this new violent video game, <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. You know what? I do love <laughs> how much more responsible your parents sound than mine because I was allowed to. Well, they couldn't really stop me from playing Grand Theft Auto. Is the thing because I think I just like. I think I, I don't even know how I came across it. I think I might have just ended up with a copy. My nan bought me Grand Theft Auto. But, but <laughs> my got, granddad um, bought me mine. Big PC box. Mm. Yeah, and my mum yeah. refused to buy it for me. And then I, I tricked my granddad, who didn't really look at the ratings, to go to PC World and yeah. buy it for me. 
I got my copy of Grand Theft Auto on PC in a pack that also had the Wipeout 2097 version, a PC mm-hmm. version in it, and something else. It was like a three-pack of, I think that's how it slipped by, actually. But my dad used to stand behind me when I was playing the original Grand Theft Auto and tut. <laughs> <laughs> that was I'd, it. Like, I'd get the Garanga and he'd be like, oh, Jamie, forgot in a sec, and then he'd walk it off. Was, yeah, so Garanga, <laughs> and the noise that the chant that those guys used to make is like burned into my brain. Yeah. So it was I'd, like, I had a, a mate at school. We're talking about like Bill Cliss kind of uh, harsh upbringing when he wasn't allowed to play the games he wanted. But <laughs> I had a friend who um, his parents, they watched all films before he was allowed to watch them. And if it was something that had, even if it was like a PG or whatever, um, they would record it onto a setup. So they had a VHS setup and then another machine next to it that they could record onto. So they'd record the film again and they'd stop yeah. it at all the points that they thought the kid he's, he couldn't see. So we went around there numerous times, we'd be watching these films and they were all like the edited versions of these <laughs> of these films. It was bizarre. It was, but that's insane. It's just, yeah. That's some that's some Mormon Latter Day Saint stuff right that's, there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it's maybe that is what proper parenting is about. But I yeah, mean, but being a Mormon. Well, uh, so uh, we can't go to Simon Miller yet because he still hasn't turned up. But he we have we have from uh, Ian Dransfield. This Ooh. is Ian Dransfield's favorite Christmas former games game. journal. Former games journal uh, Ian Dransfield who. Uh, uh, has a, a mildly successful YouTube channel and you definitely don't know who he is, but, you know, he's, he's, he's one of our mates. I would have loved to have been the starring attraction in this special edition podcast were it not for the fact that it was staffed almost entirely by people who do not know what acronyms are. So I'll pass. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Right. So that's... right. Okay. Is that it? You think you should have maybe listened to these first now? That's not quite what I asked for, but... <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Uh, okay, what about Tamor Hussein uh, from GameSpot? Jim, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I do not want to be on the VG247 podcast. Stop asking me. Right. <laughs> okay. He's got a big name as well. That's uh, it's not quite in the Christmas spirit, Tam, but fine. Uh, he probably would have picked, would have picked Elden Ring anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or a but, Batman game for some reason. I'm uh, okay. I'm just a, I'm just a little. I'm, I'm not too cut up about that, but I think I think two people doing the exact same gag is is a bit harsh. <laughs> I feel slightly bullied in a row as well. Yeah, mm. and what about Gav Murphy? I mean, he's on regular features. He's probably, I mean, if anything, probably the best possible guest you could have for this show. So, hiya, Jim. You're right, buddy. Um, yeah, Gav. Yeah, sorry, I just saw your text now. Mate, I'm really sorry. I just, um, I'm not going to be able to do the podcast. I just, uh, hang on, two seconds. Yeah, can I get two pints of Guinness, please? Cheers, fella. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Um, I'd love to do the video game or podcast for you, but I just, I just got too much on, mate, to be honest. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas, and Anadolic Sawen, you know? Uh, good luck with everything, and I hope the, uh, hope the uh, podcast goes well, and uh, Yeah, see you soon. So, uh, all right, well, let's move on. Uh, Alex, what have you got for us? I've got a game with Christmas in the title, um, <laughs> which makes it pretty obvious, I think, to some degree. Um, yeah, for, for me, it's it's Christmas night. Um, oh, yeah. The funny thing is, I'm not like, 
I'm not the hugest fan of actual nights into dreams, but I yeah, have a yeah. I, I have a huge affinity for Christmas nights, um, just because of of the nature of it. So, um, for people who don't know, this was almost like an exp- a standalone expansion pack they released for Nights into Dreams on the Sega Saturn. Depending on what region you're in, the setup with how it was released was different. So, um, like in Japan it was released into stores in America. It was given away for free and then sold. Um, and also like a bundle in Europe. It was in, I only learned this cause I was like, how did I get this? It was part of, you could get it from buying the Sega Saturn magazine, which at the oh, time wow. I just learned was edited by one rich Ledbetter, who of course is oh, one wow. of our <laughs> colleagues over at Digital Boundary. Um, wow. Cool. And it was also like, if you, if you bought certain console bundles or you purchased two games from select stores, you got a copy of Christmas nights. But the thing that was special about Christmas nights to me in particular was that it had this, uh, Sonic into dreams mode where basically it was the first or one of the first places you could play as, um, Sonic the Hedgehog in a 3d environment. And this was obviously several years before Sonic adventure came out. And it was sort of like, you would look at, and this came out the same year as Mario 64. So it was like, look, they are going to do Sonic is going to be just as good as Mario 64, which obviously didn't come to pass, but um, <laughs> Sonic into dreams was like this wonderful dream at the time. And I remember um, not actually having this because I didn't have a Saturn. We couldn't afford a Saturn, but I had a friend who had a Saturn and they'd obviously bought the correct bundle or whatever. And so they had Christmas nights. And so I very specifically remember like a Christmas sleepover that was probably, you know, um, the week before Christmas or something like that, where all we basically did was play Christmas nights um, and play the Sonic thing and talk about what the 3D Sonic game was going to be like on Sega's next machine and all the rest. And to me, it's just, I, I absolutely associate it with that night which was at Christmas time. The fact the game is about Christmas. Actually, the interesting thing about Christmas nights is it's not just about Christmas. So um, the game uses the Saturn's real time clock. So if you boot it on New Year, it's actually New Year's nights. And if you boot it on April Fool's, something happens. It was leading then, really. Didn't it? And if you play it on, but the core of the game is Christmas. And if you play it on <laughs> Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, um, Santa's flying around the level. And um, there's a Christmas, there's a boss battle that becomes Christmas themed, um, and the like. They change the ending music to be like Christmas sort of themed. Um, it's just, it's just a, a, a little slice of Christmas. To I me. feel like you're welling um, up a little thinking about it. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's sort of <laughs> don't it's sort of, believe all this nonsense. Come it, off it's it. sort of because um, the thing is, like I say, I'm not the biggest fan of nights. Yeah, but I yeah. just feel like this yeah. is a wonderful little slice of, and it's something that games don't really do anymore because this was something Sega was into at the time. So I also, I very nearly picked directly connected to this game. I very nearly picked Sonic Adventure because <laughs> the first Sonic Adventure. Yeah. had dlc that you would download over 56k that added christmas stuff to like the first two levels of the oh. game so it put christmas trees in and stuff like that and it's one of those things it's, it's amazing to think about it but that was in 1999 That's limited dlc that was only available for one week if you didn't download it and get it onto your vmu memory card in that one week 
it was gone forever. That's incredible. Um, which is pretty cool. But Sega was into this sort of stuff at the time, basically, is what I'm getting at. And, and I guess that Christmas DLC was sort of a natural extension of what they did with Christmas Nights. Hmm. But I just, 100%, I just associate it with Christmas and being a kid and being off school and being able to go for a sleepover on a weeknight because there was mm. no school the following day. Amazing, yeah. And yeah, yeah, so it's Christmas Nights. I could have picked... I. I could literally could have had I have almost the same story, right, as Alex. My cousin <laughs> had a Saturn. I didn't have a Saturn as a kid. I was like PlayStation all the way at that point, even though yeah. I almost bought a Saturn. And he had a he had a drink uh, a Saturn. He had the special controller they released alongside Knights yeah, yeah. with the mm. with the analog stick thing. Um the reason I didn't pick it is that Knights is a bullshit game. <laughs> And it's, and it's terrible. Yeah, so, but that's not what this is about, Tom, is it? But well, Knights is, uh, but like, I quite like that. It's kind of like the canon soccer game, uh, which I think was a Christmas cover disc on like Amiga format or something. And it was the cannon fodder guys invading the sensible soccer pitch but it was like it was meant to be at christmas time because it was referencing the the infamous football game in the trenches between the between the two sides um and uh, uh so that's a similar one i also quite like the um, i said this to james the other day um i remember getting simpsons hit and run for christmas and booting it up uh, on christmas morning and uh, the title screen has Homer sleeping on the couch in that game. I don't know if you remember, but if you put it up on Christmas Day, uh, Homer's dressed as Santa, and it's just uh, it only happens on the twenty fifth of December, um, which is just quite a magical memory. The game has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas otherwise, but like um, I, I love uh, stuff like that that's tied to the to the seasons, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla's DLC, uh, but. We're going to hear from someone else other than me now because I've gone on for long enough. Uh, all right, what about uh, who is a nice person, uh, Louise Blaine, who is presenter of uh, BBC Radio 3's Monthly Sound of Gaming. Hey, Jim. Um, I just wanted to say that when you said, when you were asking if I was free for a podcast, I didn't realise you meant it was for VG 24-7. And I, I've actually, I've, I've got too much on. I've, I've, just, I've just got too much on. Okay. I think we might have an idea where this is going. I think there's a theme here, isn't there? BBC is very busy. Have these people all colluded? Uh, right, okay. Well, look, people have been waiting for us to get Chris Bratt onto the podcast. Has he actually done it? He's done it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so this is Chris Bratt's uh, VG247 podcast debut. Stop asking me to be on your bloody podcast. How many times do I have to tell you? I don't want to. This is classic. He's so, he's so ungrateful. He should not. Try acting for a career, shouldn't <laughs> What are you talking about? That's not acting. That's, that's the uh... fakest sounding. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my life. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on then. We've got me, me, and, me, me and Miller still to go so, when yeah. Miller turns up. So that's um, right. Is he actually going to turn up? Have, he is, has he responded he is, to? He is, he is, he is. Okay, all right. Um, this is this is going very badly. To mine is it's a story attached to this obviously because this is what we do now um to, to, <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't i can't remember the year exactly but i got really into playing football manager um after years of not playing it for ages i i put it on my my office pc in my previous life and i used to play at lunch times because 
like what else was I going to do, right? So I used to play at lunch. Um, mm-hmm. I'd get, I'd eat at the desk, right? Because that's the kind of animal I am. But <laughs> I'd eat at the desk playing football manager, and I got yeah. well into it that 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 year. So Christmas rolled around. I was off work, had it on my laptop, and I was like just all free time playing football manager, which I had a, I had a um. This is before I had before we had kids, so I had quite a lot of free time, right? Um, and I'd just sit with the laptop of an evening watching whatever TV was on and then also playing football manager. And it rolled around to Christmas. We went to me and my wife, we went to stay um, at her mum's. So we sat there, it was like uh, Christmas Eve, I want to say, like around then. And I was that sat there, I think the song like Call the Midwife was on. It was like super Christmas awful tv like i don't want to watch call the midwife um and it was like the coronation street quadruple bill whatever they put on that no one wants to watch i was like i'm playing football manager i just sat there completely silently on the laptop um and just just getting on with it basically my mother-in-law already thought that i was like the least conversational person in the world in terms of like like it, it had i had she upset me or something but i just no, i just don't talk that much generally <laughs> Um, so I was just sat there with a laptop playing football manager and it was, I was going really well, right? I was in the Champions League final, um, as Spurs, cause I always play at Spurs. Cause once I'm not Spurs, I lose interest. Like I've gone off to be like manager for England or whatever. And it's like, eh, I don't care anymore. I just want to be playing as Spurs for 40 years, however long you're allowed to. Um, so Spurs Champions League final is like, great. I was going to win, etc. And then. I was, it was, it was like very near the end. And I was like super, super, like when you get into it, you're massively sort of in the world, right? With football manager, you don't know what's going on. I've had times where I think the real life, I've confused my football manager save with my real, with the real life Spurs and like not realize that we don't actually have <laughs> a good squad of, of players back, back when, when we didn't. Um, so I was winning one. It was, I was winning as we entered like injury time, right? against Barcelona and I was like it was like everyone was just watching the TV I was there and then they scored they scored in injury time and I shouted out fucking shit isn't in the living room right (laughs) on Christmas Eve and like call the midwife was on and they'd just like had a lovely moment probably with like all these babies in the in the newborn area or whatever fucking shit and I said for for fuck's sake fucker I had all these swear words right and then the setup of the room is that like I was sat over to the side but the the chair that my mother-in-law sat on was like towards the front an individual like armchair and I could just sit and she just turned her head around slowly and said like are you okay Tom I was like yes Neymar's just scored in the Champions League final and she was like, oh, that's it. She never said anything else. It was just, and that was Christmas. That was Christmas Eve. <laughs> Another heartwarming story about ignoring your family. I mean, I am a very yeah, it's good. about themes. I'm a very good <laughs> husband and father, and I don't ignore them. But at times, <laughs> it does come across like I do. But this is just football manager. Like I'll always remember whatever Christmas that was. I don't know the actual Christmas, but mm. that moment of it was all Christmas, and we had all the boxes of uh, celebrations and heroes out and mince pies and stuff. And then I was just playing football manager, and it went horribly wrong. I lost. I lost that final in the end. 
it's just couldn't I it's just too much help when you get <laughs> when they equalize in like the uh injury time you're done then aren't you you just lost you've all your uh, you know the morale's gone it's over <laughs> Merry right. Christmas! Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas! A lovely, lovely story about how miserable it ruined your Christmas. Yeah, brilliant yeah. game. It's like like real football. It yeah. can really affect your mood when the people you have no actual say over really because they're completely different. Like not you can't affect them. Like for mm. a manager, it's just does not even real. But real football, like getting a right miserable mood when Spurs lose, which happens too often. Right. Yeah, I, I'm actually banned from watching Leeds now because <laughs> towards the end of last season when it was going extremely badly, yeah. like I was, I was just bereft all day, every day. It was, it, uh, yeah, it was awful. So oh, I'm not yeah. allowed anymore. Mm. Thankfully, the in in American football, which is my poison, the the Rams are shit now, despite winning the Super Bowl last year or this year. So, um, but when we first started going downhill this year, I. Uh, I woke uh, uh, my partner, the dog, and the baby all up because um, I didn't shout because obviously those games are late at night, so it was like it was like half two, three in the morning. But mm. I kicked the coffee table in a way that I thought was light, and it wasn't very light, and the glass skidded off it and smashed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, touchdown! Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Um, sharing a lot of stories about upsetting our families here. Um, right, so uh, let's go over to Mike Channel from Outside Xbox, who has sent us... Well, this is quite a long recording, right? So I've got a good feeling about this one, that it might actually be a game pitch and not mugging me off for so-called comedy. All right, guys, it's Mike from Outside Xbox. Look, um, I'd love to do the VG274 podcast, but I'm afraid we really can't move on the 15K an hour plus expenses figures. So, um, you know, let me know if you can match that. And um, if so, happy days. Oh, but don't put me on a fucking four-star again, all right? Anyway, I've got to go have lunch with Cox. Something about rehabilitating his image after killing tens of thousands of people or something. I don't know. Anyway, love you lots. Ciao, ciao. Wow. That is lower than their normal appearance fee, to be fair. <laughs> well that's the discount because we're all part of we're all part mm. of the same network, aren't we? That's the that's the Raid Pop YouTube money. Yeah, exactly. Did you not sign off that purchase order, Tom? This is your fault. I mean, it's a bit much. Right. So <laughs> Well, I'm gonna have to try and salvage this by going to my friends. Uh the people we've never heard of. So yeah, well look, no, you you definitely have. Uh Richie Morgan from Gamework. <laughs> Told you, we can't keep mentioning Game Wank. <laughs> you want me to be on what? Fuck off, mate. <laughs> Brief. Right. To, to the point. Thanks, Richard. Hey, Thanks for that. I've only got one left, and that's uh, Owen O'Donnell from The Infinite Review, which is uh, actually quite a moderately successful YouTube channel. <laughs> He's going to love that. Moderately successful <laughs> YouTube channel. It's like describing someone as your current partner. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is what Owen has to say for himself. Oh, Jim, of course. Of course I'll be a special guest. I mean, you don't even need to ask. When you're recording a new game wank, I'm there, you know? Oh, sorry, I just read the message a bit more closely. VG24. No. <laughs> Wow. It's, 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 a, it's a humbling way to end the year. Mm. 
Uh, and there's no uh, there's no Simon Miller to cut to. He's not here, so, is he? No, Simon Miller didn't show up. Like a bald Santa Claus, he has failed to appear. I feel like people are going to think we've deliberately said that he's coming and we knew he wasn't, but we did think he was coming. We did actually think he was coming. I mean, yeah, not actually, a bit. You may, you may have like got in, like you may have worked out that we knew that some of these messages were going to be what they were, but Miller was actually coming on to be yeah. like, we've, we've tricked you, but here's Miller. Yeah. But, uh, but sadly it wasn't to be. So, uh, quite upset about that actually. Cause, uh, cause, uh, I miss working with Miller. It would have been nice to, to get the band back together. So, Never mind. Uh, right. Well, uh, on that note, we hope we have a nice Christmas. <laughs> We've got to pick the winner yet, Jim. Yeah, you've got to do uh, the, the thing, Oh, Jim. shit, yeah. <laughs> the actual job. Oh, yeah. Christ, I forgot. I mean, I was so dejected that I, uh, uh, I've, I've lost my train of thought a little bit just thinking about how badly this has all gone. But um, so, okay, we're going to play that jingle that Tom hates now. Right. Okay. So, uh, I loved everyone's story. Um, it might have to come down to uh, whether or not the games are any good. And I think, Alex, as much as I I really enjoyed your story, trying to slip a, a fucking Sega Saturn cover <laughs> disc bias as one of the best games is maybe a bit of a stretch. Uh, so, although having said that, as Bill Cliff himself has pointed out, he's one with some absolute dog shit. So, uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the worst gambit imaginable. But uh, no, Tom, I really, really enjoyed the story about how you upset your mother in law. Mm. But Football Manager is just not that good a game. What? And uh, well, it's not, is it? It's just, it's just fucking fucking spreadsheets for dweebs it's basically eve online but without graphics um it has so, fully 3d patches now jim all oh, right okay sorry i didn't realize because i don't i don't keep up with the world of football manager because i'm not a fucking saddle uh james uh i really enjoyed <laughs> i really enjoyed <laughs> the Quite actually, quite heartwarming story about uh, a wee boy trying, sort of doing a bit of research to try and find some angle to get this 18 rated game past his uh, dad and then succeeding. But as it turns out, with uh, some, you, you probably wouldn't have needed to. I imagine you probably would have been able to go to him and be like, uh, no, it's just uh, it's just because you can if you want to target limbs. Uh, and I just won't do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I really like that story. And Fallout 3 is uh, just an undisputed banger, isn't it? I mean, let's face it. I'm not just picking it because it's a Bethesda game. People don't have to look at me like I've done something bad. Uh, it is genuinely uh, an all-timer. I think everyone will agree. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to give it to... Uh, so Fallout 3 is the best game that reminds us of, of Christmas. That's going in. And uh, James has once again won which is uh, astonishing, really. I tell you what, we've recorded three podcasts. I'm going to let people into the magic of the show now, right? We've recorded three podcasts today. Uh, it's nowhere near Christmas, really. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's fucking next week, man. It's oh, shit. Yes, it next is, week. isn't it? All right. It is quite close to Christmas. Oh, God, I've got to do all this before. Anyway, right. So uh, we've recorded three podcasts this morning. Uh, and 
Alex has won one, and Connor has won one, and now James has won one, but Tom Ory hasn't. And I think that is the real spirit of I Christmas. Think, I think I realise that um, I say this a lot, but I think I was actually robbed <laughs> with this, this, this podcast in particular. It was, I feel like, and this, I'm pretty sure I'll get messages. I'll share them with you on the Slack. Yeah, I think that will definitely happen, but I only think it will happen because you have now you have created a climate where people think it's a funny meme to complain about that's, you being robbed on the podcast, so none is, of it counts anymore. That is entirely why I do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All about the end game of selling T-shirts. But I think this is... The, we should celebrate as well, because this is the first time that James has won with a good game. Hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I take yeah. issue with that. I take issue with that. You might, but it's true. Because I have won with some ter- with a couple of questionable uh, releases. Brotherhood of the Blade, I'll accept that. Uh runescape i'll also accept that sly 2 is a 10 out of 10 game and i won't hear a different wow you got quite angry then (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to say to that uh yeah all right yeah okay you know you know what sly 2 is uh it's not a bad game by any means but it's not that good is it it's all right it's like furry fucking mario 64 listen uh let's not get bogged down in uh whether or not slide two is any good uh because that was a really that was a really worthy winner uh and uh, thanks very much for listening and thanks very much for listening throughout the year it's been great it's been lovely doing this podcast and we're going to continue doing it because next week we've got uh, the best games of 2023 which uh which is a very good one i know how that ends because we've already done it you just revealed the winner a minute ago did i 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> well uh, find out who won that one then all right okay i will uh I-, I will let everyone go now and i'll speak to you later happy Lovely. christmas bye then <laughs> merry christmas happy holidays whatever enjoy yourself get drunk or don't your choice yeah you know what merry christmas to everyone except simon miller there we go <laughs> If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us get the word out. Uh, we're not just a podcast, of course. If you'd like to hear more from the team, then check out VG247.com for our fantastic news coverage, features, reviews, and game guides. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. It's Simon Miller here. I'm so, so pumped to be on the VG247 Best Games Ever podcast. Tom, you're the man. Jim, you're the man. You know, uh, you know I love you both. I don't really know where you are right now. <laughs> it's a bit strange. You told me to come in the studio. You said you'd be here. And now everyone, uh, everyone has left. So it's a little bit strange. A little bit like when I was a kid again. Mom, Dad, where have you gone? <laughs> Please don't leave me alone. Uh, but I do think that this year has been great for games. Uh, 
No one's <laughs> no one's coming back, are they? All right. Well, there you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs>